Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Chicks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Hey, Erica. I am looking forward to our discussion with our guest today, a long-awaited discussion with Jonathan Cole. John is a former Marine, not prior, former, with a background in IT specifically in data systems. John has also recently transitioned out of the Marines after 15 years of service into full-time employment as a network engineer. So I'm excited about diving into that. Also, since military life is so near and dear to myself, and we've talked about the whole military transition, Erica, I'm really looking forward to digging into how his transition went from just recently going from military and then being able to land his first job within the IT cybersecurity sector. So how are you feeling about this, Erica? Are you ready to do it? Ready to get Rock John in roll. here? Yes, John, let's go. How are you feeling, John? I'm doing good. Awesome. Okay, so let's kick this off with you sharing a little bit about yourself, your background, your 15 years in the military, Marine, and how you began your journey working in technology. So I really was kind of drop kicked into IT. And what I mean by that is prior to the Marine Corps, I did nothing with computers whatsoever. Didn't really know anything. I knew how to check my email and get on some websites. And that's really about it. So when I joined, they were going through some processes. They couldn't give me my original MOS that I wanted because of some weird reasons. But now I know it was really a load of stuff because of how recruiters and that recruiting process works. So ended up being data systems. And primarily what we did in the beginning was network administration. And then kind of, we started incorporating more server side of things or endpoint like workstation, stuff like that. But I say I got dropped because I was an, I'm old rodeo cowboy from North Carolina. So I rode bulls before I came into Marine Corps. So literally did nothing whatsoever when it comes to cyber or IT. That's, that was my life as rodeo. I did that from the time I, I graduated high school until I joined. I joined when I was 21. So I always tell people, if an old rodeo cowboy from North Carolina can do it, anybody can do it. It's just making sure you have the passion and want to learn and want to be better. So that's really kind of how I got my start into IT is once I joined the Marine Corps. Okay. So before I pass it over to Erica, how was that learning curve going from being a cowboy riding? You said bulls, right? Going into the Marines. Was it, did you just have a moment of just like shock? Yes, I did. Going through recruit training wasn't bad. Like it was bad, but as far as like the transition, that wasn't the hard part. When I got to my MOS school, I was, what I did figure out though, I guess I wasn't the least knowledgeable Marine in the class, at least as far as entry level, which I guess was good, but I had for whatever reason, a knack for numbers. I love numbers. So picking up all the IP addressing and stuff like that really helped me out. And I had really good instructors there too, and classmates and stuff. We always studied and stuff like that. So we always helped each other out, but I really started gaining my passion truly for IT and cyber when I went back as an instructor at my schoolhouse to teach entry level. So 
Okay, one last question. It's not IT or cyber related at all, but how long was your longest ride on a bull? Well, so you only ride for eight seconds and then you get a score from zero to 100. So the half of the score is for how the bull performs. The other half is for how you as a cowboy stay in control. So did oh you gosh. do eight seconds? A few times, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. I watched some of the PBR and I'm like, woo, boy. <laughs> These guys really hold on and you see the fans. I mean, there's a whole following for this. I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm down in Georgia. So, I mean, we definitely, we definitely see some of that around here too. So, you know, back on topic, let's talk about your uh, network engineer side. So you're currently doing the network engineering for a civilian company. And before right. that you were doing the data systems engineering, like we mentioned. So what differences, but also similarities have you seen between those two positions between like the network side and then the data side? So when I was in the Marine Corps, we did more of the server side of stuff closer to the end of my career. The networking piece of what I originally learned got transferred over to another MOS. There was a restructure and responsibilities and stuff. So that part got taken away from me and we started really focusing on the server side of things and providing those services to the customer and being able to secure those services, be able to secure the endpoints, those types of things. So kind of more sysadmin and a cybersecurity service provider type of role is really what we started playing there closer to the end of my career. So doing that is really what got me kind of more in the role of like wanting to do more cyber security related stuff. But what I've definitely learned is most companies, the companies that I was looking at and applying for, they're looking at their entry level people to have like five to six years of relevant experience. In my opinion, that's not entry level. That's more mid-level type of positions, right? So like I'm going to try the entry level for cybersecurity. I don't have a degree in it and I only have maybe a year or two of experience. So it's really hard for me to get in into my foot in the door. So I kind of really started branching out outside of cyber too, getting more roles that I'm more comfortable with. Sysadmin doing some like systems engineering type of roles, network engineering type of roles, right? So not just focusing on one role, like expanding because I knew I'd be comfortable and do well in those as well. So applied for this one job. My time frame of getting out and retiring kind of got shifted. I did retire early because of a med board. So that's the reason I, I want to put that in there because I don't have the 20 years, but I did get, I was able to retire because of my med board. So like a lot of that process got shifted around and some of the roles weren't working out time frame wise. But my, one of the recruiters I've been talking to at this company said, hey, look, we got this remote position open up and now you're looking for remote positions. And with this company, it's really hard to find remote positions because of who they support. I can say that they support the DOD, that their biggest customer actually is the Navy. So I like right now I'm working on a project that supports the Navy directly. So, and I'll get into that here in a little bit, but trying not to give up and solely focusing on one role and then not being able to get that even after interviews, that's what didn't stop me to be able to, to transition as quickly as I did because my retirement date was May 31st of this year. So this past May, I started working for this company May 16th, right? So I had some overlap and in income there. So if I would allow myself to get brought down because I couldn't get into the specific cyber roles that I was wanting, I probably still wouldn't have a job right now, you know? But again, keeping that, trying to stay upbeat and really focusing on what is good, like the opportunity at the time, right? Like that's a big thing for me is looking at the right opportunity at the right time. And it may not always be that perfect opportunity. Like perfect opportunity and right opportunity are two different things, in my opinion, right? So working for this company, 
it kind of circling back to like what the differences are from what I did in the Marine Corps versus what I do now. There's really not a lot of differences. And I think that's really what made it more appealing for me and being comfortable with my initial transition is because I support the Navy. So the Marine Corps is a department of the Navy. So a lot of the things that I do networking wise is a lot of the things that I did in the Marine Corps networking wise. So being able to take my experiences, my tactical and operational experiences from the Marine Corps and now bringing that over to the Navy side of things and being able to incorporate that, I think, is really what's kind of helped me out a lot with my transition and, and really settling into my new role. That's awesome. So what's been your favorite part about the industry so far? I will probably say networking with individuals has probably been my favorite. And the reason I say that is because I started networking probably a year and a half before I even got at my retirement date. And actually, that's how I got introduced to Jax was through my through, through a network, a Marine that I had served with before, deployed with had introduced me to Jax probably what a year ago, maybe now, maybe not even. And so like, that's probably the biggest thing I think I like about the industry. Like, yeah, you get a network inside the military, but what I have found out, especially now that I transitioned, that network doesn't stay as true as it did while you're in serving. There are some, right? Like there are select few that stay and stick with you and you build that and you continue that brotherhood, that sisterhood, like it was when you were serving, but that's far and few in between, you know? So, but I, I think, within the industry, at least within IT and cyber. And a lot of them, and some of them aren't even veterans either, but a, a big part of them are as far as the networks that I've been joining, but they stay true to each other, regardless of what your situation is, whatever specific field you're in, they help you out along the way. I've gotten invited and I've, I've started joining a group and we'll talk about that a little bit later too. We're giving back and helping the veteran community out. So and I'll talk about that a little bit too. And again, that was all from networking. Yeah, networking is huge. I've seen it. Uh, you can network poorly, though. We could do an entire oh, yeah. probably series of episodes <laughs> on. And I think a lot of military personnel, because we're not trained how to network, we're trained how to be beer drinkers and be buddy buddies. Yeah. And it's completely different in the civilian you, side. You I for me because I'm going to do for you, right? Like that's Yeah. And it doesn't always work on the civilian side unless yeah. you're working back in a federal position. But for you, like you were able to transition out. You even mentioned that you had to do a little shifting because you transitioned out five years prior to that 20, that typical 20 year mark. But you were lucky because of your networking, likely your personality, your networking, and you how people knew you and your work ethic that you were able to do a little double dipping because of the overlap of the two jobs, which is phenomenal. That's not always the typical story you hear with military personnel transitioning out. So my question initially to you was going to be to ask you about your challenges, but instead I want to kind of pivot that a little bit. And I was thinking about it and I, I want to ask you instead for the individuals that are listening right now, not just veterans, but primarily focused on the veterans that could be doing that transition. Can you provide some tips to them to help them in their transition with the looking to transition you're not in cybersecurity. that's something you want to get into but you took an it job so what thoughts on that so i would definitely say expand your network don't be afraid to expand your network even if it's into fields that you're not maybe not be proficient in like i'm a very junior cybersecurity person in my opinion but i got myself involved in that community to help network and hopefully gain some knowledge and possibly find some opportunities down the road I would say that's probably the biggest one is coming out of that secluded shell from being in the military and just opening up and being open to anything, right? Like that's the, probably the biggest thing for me. And then not being afraid to ask for help. Like I've probably had my resume reviewed a million times by probably like 10 or 20 other people, 
right? It, it wasn't just the same person and it wasn't the same type of roles for recruiters. It was and it wasn't even just only recruiters. It was some people I knew that were in IT, some individuals that were in cybersecurity. And so like I would get different perspectives from what they had seen since they've been in the industry, since they've gotten out in transition and kind of taken all of that to build my own way of doing things, right? I've seen people go through TAPS or TRS, whatever you want to call it today. And they go through and they do this like checklist type thing for when they do their resume, for when they do their interview process, right? I don't follow any of those things. Actually, I do my interviews a lot like I did my, like I do my own podcast, honestly, is I don't really, because if I over-prepare, I'm going to be worried too much about saying the right things and probably mess it up. So I know things about the job position. I know things, I research things about the companies, but I go off the hip with a lot of things. I don't have that traditional what they are looking for answer for their like the actual checkbox questions that usually recruiters have and stuff. But that allows me to put my personality into it. It allows me to be me and not have to worry about what I'm saying. I just, the answer and how I would do it or how I see it. And if they like it, they do. If they don't, oh, well, like it's not the only recruiter I have an appointment with. So, oh, well, I'm going to move on and go somewhere else if they don't like me. Like that's the way I look at it. Yeah. You put your own flair on, on it. <laughs> All honestly, those are great tips. I mean, for anybody listening, like, you know, get lots of exposure in terms of like what you want to do, be open minded. If you're doing a resume, have as many people from different avenues. Cause I mean, the way that Jax would give you feedback for one type of job may be different than the feedback she would give you for a different job that you're right. applying. Right. And then Similar to me, based on my background, my background is slightly different than Jax's. We would give you different opinions or different like interview prep tips, right? So I think that's great feedback. And then putting in your own flair, right? And like casting out that net and not just being dead set on, okay, it has to be this or the highway, right? So that's really, really great. And one last thing is like, it's never too early to start. Yeah. It's never too early to start your resume. It's never too early to start networking. Even if you're not even dead set on transitioning out, always be in the transition mindset because I tell Marines, like, especially before, as I was retiring, I, t- I used to tell Marines all the time, like, look, it's an easier choice to re-enlist than it is t- to get out, right? In my opinion, like re-enlisting is the easy button. Getting out isn't because there's a ton of unknowns as you transition. So it's never too early to, to prep and, and get ready for that. Yeah. And your plan may change multiple times. So oh, like the earlier you can get, right. The earlier you can get to planning and figuring out, all right, I got a goal. How am I going to get there? And that path may change multiple times and just kind of, you know, going with it. So in your free time, John, I mean, you run a podcast, you're a board member for the veteran nonprofit. How do you find time to manage all of this like extra stuff while having a family, while having a full-time job, while, you know, also learning and expanding your own career development? How do you do it all? So I will say I am very fortunate that my first position outside of the military is a 100% remote position. So I get to work from home and with very minimal travel. So I can't be more like, it's awesome. I can't even believe that I got this position, like that type of position. But honestly, that helps me prioritize things as far as what truly is important. Yes, my job is important. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I put my concentration and my efforts into my job and the products that I provide, but that's not everything, right? Like, Yes, it pays the bills. It allows that to be, have fun and stuff like that. But it's not the real purpose that I want to be able to provide, right? Like that's another thing that I tell people. Find something that gives you a sense of purpose because I think that's another thing. These Marines that I've seen, I'm pretty sure other service members, is a hard thing to transition. They feel like they don't have a sense of purpose anymore, right? Because 
most of my generation been in war for the last 20 years. You know, I came in in the height of the war and I'm retiring after the wars pretty much died down. So feeling that sense of purpose. So how do I find that sense of purpose? I provide an outlet for veterans to talk about their journeys in IT and cybersecurity, right? That's my podcast that I do. It's called The Bunkhouse. And then I now started volunteering. I got invited because of my networking. I had him as a guest on my podcast, actually. And then literally right after the episode, we started talking about his nonprofit and he invited me to be a board member and Hackers for Vets. So pretty much raise the money, giving back to the veteran community to help them out, getting certifications, training, whatever they need to get into the community of IT or cybersecurity, those types of things. So like being involved in things that actually have a true purpose, not your personal life purpose, but that impacts other people. Yeah, you have to be able to understand what your why is. And I mean, my passion is is to cyber chicks. So <laughs> it really is though. I say like, I say that jokingly, but it's great because it's a platform. We've had so many first timers on here. And it's also like, I don't think, Erica, I don't think I'd ever see you otherwise. <laughs> like, this is our time to also reconnect. And it's, yeah, but we wouldn't do that. We met, I met Erica through networking. So everything you're saying, John, is completely resonating. And I know with Erica as well. Well, as we're coming near the end of the show, we're going to wrap. I want to ask you first, do you have any big projects that you're working on that you could give a little sneak peek to our guests about? I know you just mentioned the nonprofit, which super excited about in your podcast, but anything else? From a professional standpoint, I have started working on a project. So my first project working with this company, and like I said, I'm a contractor from this company supporting the Navy, working on actually a big network expansion and an upgrade. So again, that is still purposeful because I still get to provide back to the warfighter in a sense from a different perspective. That's another reason I'm glad I did get this position because again, it allows me to provide that capability to the warfighter. From a more personal standpoint, and getting into the bunkhouse, I'm actually looking at kind of branching off into a second session. I've already recorded one episode. I just haven't gotten to where I want to be to, to start publishing it out yet. But it's going to primarily kind of really talk to and, and hopefully combat the mental health issues with veterans, not just the veterans, but their spouses, the children, right, the family members, because they have just as much instability when it comes to the mental, from the mental aspect, while the service member is gone, than we do, it's just a different type, right? So getting that type of involvement, giving back to the community, hopefully trying to get that and make it more of a common space to talk about and not be a stigma, you know? So yeah, that's probably one of the biggest personal projects that I'm working on, but going over to Hackers for Vets, just getting started with them. So we're really trying to ramp up and the organization is pretty new itself. So really ramping up looking to update its website and everything. I started working with them and I, I've gotten access to the website. So I'm going to help start building out that platform a little bit more, adding some information to it, stuff like that. And then coming up with some fundraisers and stuff and getting that stuff published out as well. John, I love everything you're doing to give back to the community. We all need our passion projects. We all need that kind of why that you were talking about, right? Understanding that why it keeps us going and giving back to those that maybe in similar shoes than you were, you know, X amount of years ago. So keep that drive going. Definitely applaud you there. So John, as we're nearing to a close, what is the best way for our listeners to reach you? So they can reach me. I even give out my personal email address. I like doing that because I open it to anybody. If they need assistance or have questions, please email me, whatever. They can email me at Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N dot M as in Mike dot Cole, C-O-L-E at Outlook.com. That's my personal. 
They can email the show, The Bunkhouse, at thebunkhousecast at outlook.com. So T-H-E-B-U-N-K-C-A-S-T at outlook.com. They can hit the show up like that. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest and for our thank listeners. Yeah, and for our listeners, if you have any topics you want to hear on the show, any guests that you would like to hear from, please shoot us an email at twocyberchicks at gmail.com. And that is the number two, cyberchicks at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Catch you on the next one. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cyber Chicks Podcast with Erica and Jax. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.